Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey everyone, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, your chance to see a podcast that nobody else ever will. I am Steve Levers, Dr. Steve. I am in hiding with my partner. James, the exploding unicorn breakwell. And James, how does it feel to have literally ones of fans all over the one place in Toronto? You know what? I uh, This weekend, at one gathering mm-hmm. of six people, I had two people <laughs> tell me they watched an episode. That was those two people. Two, two of them. Well, one of them is my brother-in-law, which, which just shocks me. Like, anytime anyone who knows me in real life watches this. He said it, it yeah. somehow auto-played on his computer when he was doing something else. <laughs> and he just didn't turn it off. And then the other one is uh, the, one of the two friends I keep writing about. We went up to the wineries with them, and we have board game nights with them. And obviously, she's never going to watch one of these videos. But yet, one time, she did for some reason. And she was just confused. She said, you call it wrong and wronger, but there's like there's no there's no debate. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't go back and listen to the prior 500 episodes to get the backstory. And so then I just felt bad about myself for the next week. I was like, I'm sitting here putting out this terrible content and actual yeah. human beings I know have accidentally Ooh. watched it. And, uh, and that's oh. upsetting, Steve. I have made the world a worse place. Wow, I don't typically get that from people, but <clears throat> it's surprising to me. And you probably get this more on your Exploding Unicorn social media sites where uh, people will say to you, like, uh, either they like your jokes or your pictures or how are your kids doing, like something that implies they are paying attention to something that you don't ever, and I, if you're like me anyway, you don't ever really think about how many people pay attention to. Right. Did that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, it's because the numbers you see on social media are all just, you know, made up and meaningless. On Facebook, it's like a thousand views, but that's a thousand people who saw three seconds of your video with or without sound. You know, on Twitter, I had a million followers there for a minute. It's dropped by 100,000 in the last few months. But then all indications are the view numbers on there are just made up. And after a while, you just you just stop thinking about it. You're like, well, I'm going to assume that nobody can see this. And that's not true either. I probably skewed it far in the other direction. I should probably remember that when I say things or write things and put it out on the internet, probably someone will see it. Not many people, but someone. Well, you saw something I did last week. You actually liked one of my tweets that didn't involve you. I was, uh, be still, my beating heart. Doesn't sound like me. They changed the timeline now, so I only see random people. I see random people I don't follow, and I see you. Although it does upset me that I liked something you did. (laughs) Did you? Did you? Were you showcasing an injury or perhaps a building that had burned down? Like what? What was it that I liked? I cannot remember. I made a note to to. I took a picture <laughs> of it on my phone. You didn't even know what you did. I didn't go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> but all all I brought that up to do was to say you like me. You really like me, James Breakwell. You can't hide it under a, a bushel anymore. 
Oh, I would never, never hide my feelings to you. I, I blurt them out and usually say them over you when you're talking. So that's, that's <laughs> just a, there's, there's no illusion of my, my animosity. But, you know, animosity comes from a, from a place of, I, I, not, I wouldn't say love, but from a place huh. of like. You can't, you can't give someone a hard time if you don't appreciate them on some level. That is, that is how dudes connect. I mean, if I were on here and I were completely polite to you, uh, you would uh-huh. know that I hated you. Like, it would be very clear. <laughs> be like, Man, that guy was so polite to me. He wants me to die. Like, that's just. Wow. I, boy, it's funny, though, because uh, Mrs. Steve always marvels at how within a week or two of knowing somebody, the rhythm between us is always the same. That uh, they're uh, like the waitresses at the diner. Like, uh they sort of hit me when they go by and one says, I'm going to knock you down in the parking lot. Like uh, there's just a certain cadence that goes with uh, people who like each other. And uh, I guess I take that as a metric for, yeah, I guess I am well-liked. Yes, well-liked by how many people hate you. It's a, it's a confusing world, Steve. You can, you can measure it. <laughs> you can measure it however you want. And I did say, what, did I like maybe, was it your post about a bunch of, a bunch of meat? Oh, it was. Thank you. Yes, we bought a quarter of a hog or a quarter hog. I don't think uh, we have prepositional phrases out here. We bought a quarter hog. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I, I don't necessarily like you or anything you do, but I do like meat. So, I mean, that really wasn't a like <laughs> for you in any way. Let's, let's be specific here with what I was approving of. Yeah, I've never, I've done a, I've done half a cow uh, several times. I've never done... Uh, pig. I don't know. When you buy like chunks of animals, the math gets complicated. Like you got to figure yeah. out because there's like you're, right. you're factoring in like nine different cuts of meat, and you don't know exactly yeah. how much of each one you're gonna get, and the price at the grocery store constantly fluctuates. So I'd say my I, I like buying big chunks of animals because then you have big chunks of animals in your freezer. But after a while, I stopped doing it because I figured I'm probably not saving money. And my taste buds are too unsophisticated to tell the difference. I will just get my bottom shelf swill from the grocery store. Well, is that one of the reasons that you bought the side of beef was to get better tasting or better quality meat? I'd heard that it was better. Um, I've Well, also you get steak too because I never like steak individually is so expensive yeah. that I can never yeah. like splurge on that. I look at that and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a garbage person. I am not worth this meat. But if that meat is just <laughs> included with like 300 pounds of ground beef, I'm like, oh, I'm worthy of freebie steak. So that's kind of how I worked it out. And every time I did, I mean, yeah, that's the most steak I've ever eaten was every time we got a, a side of beef, but uh, that or a half of beef, whatever you call it. Uh, yeah. Do you ever go to the store and just like buy? steak just straight up steak no yeah, we we will cool. splurge like for a new year's eve dinner or something but otherwise heck no uh-uh and the, the thing is like steak is amazing but like it's not that much more amazing like steak is really good but like if you cook a burger right a, a burger is really good too and it's like one fifteenth of the price <laughs> that's exactly right well, I think uh, on here la- was it on here last week or was I texting you about what you knew about buying yeah, hog? You messaged me, and I'd, I'd never bought a pig. I've I've done pig math several times, and every time I opted to not get one. A different brother-in-law though had gotten it and was pretty happy with it. So uh, I mean, 
you end up with meat. You turned you turned money into meat, and that I mean ultimately yeah. is a successful transaction. I'm sure it'll be delicious. Yeah, well, we're going to look into if we like this fellow's uh, hogs. If uh, because somebody wrote to me a whole thing about grass fed and grain fed, and uh, like the difference in taste is phenomenal, and I'm like, I don't. I don't have that sophisticated of a palate, yeah. James Breakwell. I'm a simple guy. I read, so all, if I read I can... all the same stuff. And then also, then, yeah. then, then people go back and forth and they'll say, well, grass-fed is better for you, but doesn't necessarily taste better because grain-fed gets fatter. And then somebody else will come back and say, well, all cows are, are grass-fed for most of their life, and then they're finished on grain. It, it, it's a whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm a simple person. I just want to eat. <laughs> And like, I don't want to have to like read a book on the internet before I get to that point. So, yeah. Well, you went for over a year just having like ground beef with cheese and mayonnaise for dinner. Like you, uh, you didn't, you didn't splurge a lot that year, James. I, I did not. It was, it was a good year. I'm not gonna lie. I, I eat a variety <laughs> of foods now, but I look back kind of fondly. I'm like, boy, life was simple. I just waited all day for my pile of ground beef. Then I ate my crown, pile of ground beef, and I was just happy. I was content, you know. I was, and for a while there, I was just uh, I, I was trying to figure out what quantity that pile should be. For a while there, I was eating like five pounds of ground beef a day. It no, was, you were not. Yes, literally five pounds, oh measured out on a food scale. And I'm I'm a bottomless pit, but even I at like the five pound mark would sit there. Actually, it was probably about four pounds. Like you know, I don't think I want to keep eating. And then I would proceed to keep eating because I had made this food, and I wasn't going to stop. But uh, perhaps to the shock of no one, I gained some weight during that period. It perhaps was not great weight, so I did I did modify the size of my ground beef pile after that. Why did so? What was the pile based on? You were just eyeballing a chunk of beef, or no, did I you was, add until you weren't hungry? I uh, well, I was back in my phase. I hold the whole reason I got into keto and carnivore and stuff. I was like, well, maybe carn uh, calories don't matter, and if I just don't, you know, and then that was my whole thing. I just wanted to eat more, and so I went and I ate more, and it, it didn't work out. I ate more, and I, I didn't gain a crazy amount. I mean, I was pretty lean still. I got up to like one eighty five, and I was like, ah, I'm one eighty five, and I'm not any stronger than I used to be. I better. I better dial this back. So nice. I settled, and I mostly would do three pounds of ground beef. That was that was kind of my sweet spot. Sometimes with cheese, sometimes without cheese. Uh, but that you know, there's just there's a certain happiness with having more food than you can eat. Like that's just that is a a sense of abundance, and I I will forever long for that. Maybe and maybe someday I'll bring that back for special occasions. Maybe for my birthday. I don't want a cake. I just want five pounds of ground beef, no bun, cheese on top. God dang, just so I man. can eat it and go into a food coma and be happy. That's like Adam Richman, man versus food kind of territory. Five pounds of beef, and you could get that down the hatch in a single meal, hey? Yeah, every time. I just, man, food, food, and people who talk about food just make me angry because, like, I, I just think, I just think my hunger reflex just doesn't doesn't work. Like, I'm just just always hungry, and if I just, I have to make a decision to stop eating. You know, if I wanna if I wanna be lean, I have to stop at this point, and it just everybody. I'll, I'll go online. People will be like, "Yeah, I'm on this diet." And I ate this salad, and I was just so full. I was like, no, you are lying. That is a lie. That is not even possible. 
are the one, the thing that will make me the angriest. This, this is a phenomenon. I've seen multiple times in real life, and every time yeah. I just want to flip the table. Where somebody, I've seen my daughter <laughs> do this. It? I've seen women, it's almost always women who do this. They will yeah. take like a bite from a cookie or a brownie and then just stop. They're full oh. after a bite, after one bite. Steve, I have never in my 37 years of life stopped one bite into anything, especially not a <laughs> dessert. It's a two-bite cookie. You couldn't finish the other bite? You're just going to leave it sit there and throw it away? Oh, my gosh. It just, how? How do you stop? It's like, oh, I, I am full. My, your fullness is that precise that you can handle one bite of a brownie, <laughs> but not the second bite. The second bite, you'd be uncomfortable, but one bite, you're perfectly sated. No, Steve, that is, that is garbage, and I will, I will forever be offended anytime anybody pulls that. I just, I'll do you one better, or I'll, I'll add one to that. I'm not going to do you one better. But I, I assume that those people are just put on this earth by God to torment me. I know what you're talking <laughs> about. The one that Mrs. Steve does, her move, her signature move is she'll be taking food out of, like, uh, the serving plate or the serving dish, and she'll leave, like, a teaspoonful in the dish. And I'm like, why don't you just finish that? And she says, well, I can't eat that much. And I'm like, it's like two forkfuls. You can eat that much. Try. And she's like, no. So somehow she can calibrate by sight exactly how big her stomach is. And she will fill it just to the point that she wants to. And uh, she'll throw away that other teaspoonful because it doesn't fit in the equation that she's got worked out. It's... um. Well, what my dad does that drives my wife crazy is we'll go back and he'll uh, he'll want to moderate. I suspect his hunger works like <laughs> mine does. Uh, he must have got it from yeah. somewhere. So he can't trust that he'll ever stop halfway through anything. So he will cut off half of something, half of oh. a burger, half whatever, and he'll put it on his plate and he'll eat it. And then he'll go back for the other half, and then he'll eat that, too. It's <laughs> like, why don't you just take both halves? It's like, well, I get that one. That's like, that's just optimism. That's like, I will have the self-control. I choose to take half of this and leave half for somebody else. And then, yeah. you, then you change your mind. But, you know, you never know. Because maybe he just wanted two helpings. And if he hadn't cut that burger in half and gone for one half, then the other half, he just would have gone for one whole burger and then a second whole burger. You don't know. That's that's not nearly oh. as bad as stopping halfway through a small cookie. That just... <laughs> it, if he, I don't understand how obesity even exists if, like, people can calibrate that, their hunger that closely. Yeah. Like, just, like, it takes me, like, three hours to even realize I'm full. It's like, oh, yeah, remember that mountain <laughs> of meat you ate earlier today? You should not have done that. There are consequences. I'm like, oh, thanks. What? Could you not give me this warning when I was ingesting it? No, it could not. Because let me tell you something. Back, back when my monkey ancestors were out on the savanna and they found a tree full of fruit, there were monkeys yeah. who ate, like, two pieces and they're like oh my tum tum's full i can't eat anymore and then my <laughs> monkey ancestor who weighed twice as much as all the others went in there and then just cleaned off the tree and then just laid they down the food comma. They were licking the bark <laughs> it's just like boy i sure no hope lo no lions come after me in the next two days because i won't be able to move but i got all of that food in me that's what my ancestor did he was ready and i have those same survival genes in an environment of literally infinite food and it is not a good situation. 
I can picture you like William Defoe at the end of uh, Full Metal Jacket or whatever the movie was where you're on the couch with the meat sweats and the room is spinning around you and your pants are open and you just look to the heavens and yell, why? And then the next day, all of that disgust and self-loathing washes away and a new five pounds of ground beef goes down the hatch. Yeah. Ow! And I it's think, awesome. I think that's kind of how I stay weight stable is I was always kind of like I would force myself to eat less like every day of the week. And then like there'd be a one day on the weekend or every other weekend where we go out or we go to my parents' house and I'd eat like, I mean, it had to be like 10,000 calories. Like you just sit there and I just start eating <laughs> and it just doesn't stop. Like, you know, and people, I, I know, and again, another thing that makes me angry besides the people who eat one bite of cookies, they're like, oh boy, yeah. you know, you could, you got to be careful. You could overeat by 500 calories. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hork. What, yeah. what is 500 calories? That's like, that's like what, what, four Reese's peanut butter cups, four and a half. That's really, that's, that's <laughs> oh, like less 25 that. seconds of concentrated eating. Like if I go to an environment where there are candy bowls out, like I'm not measuring portions by the Reese's peanut butter cup anymore. I'm measuring portions by the candy bowl and that's where you get in trouble <laughs> that's where you come home just full of self-loathing oh <laughs> your nana makes a run to albertson's halfway through to get more yes yes uh, well the same thing if we're out to eat or even if uh, mrs steve cooks which she doesn't do like meals anymore because we don't have kids around so she'll just make something that we'll eat on tv trays mm -hmm. but like, I, I will sit and pick at, like, pizza's this way, too. If you keep a pizza in front of me, I will just keep picking and picking until that pizza's gone. I can't stop. Oh, and yeah. she had to learn to get the food off the table. If we're at a restaurant and she doesn't finish her food, I'll just start picking at her food. Like, uh, that's probably another 300 calories I'm pushing every time I sit down at the table. Yeah, and then the, the worst thing that happens to me is when other people offer me their food that they can't finish because I can finish anything. Like I at oh, the yeah. restaurant when I was in Kentucky, yeah. I did good. I, I ordered something that wasn't I mean, I I ate it and it was probably within my daily calories and I was good and I was done. And then my wife, who ordered this gorgeous twenty ounce <laughs> baked potato with seven pounds of butter on oh. it, you know, she went and did her thing where she took two bites and she was full. And then she offered it to me this fully intact potato covered in bacon. I was like, you know what? Fine. I will take a bite. I will take one bite. And 30 uh -oh. seconds later, that potato was gone. And then once I was down that road, then all the kids leftover food was gone. It was just, I mean, let me tell you the way, the way I get around this, I, I just, I just want to keep consuming things with flavor. So my saving grace is, is Diet Coke or Diet... I, I'm, I'm too cheap to ask oh. for actual Diet Coke, like the knockoffs. Or what I really like is knockoff Diet Mountain Dew. And, um, oh, no. So we'll go to, like, game day or something. With, you know, people will be sitting around drinking all day, and it's like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit here and snack. But I will take these bottles of Diet Coke. Now, Steve, or Diet Mountain Dew, how many bottles yeah. of Diet Mountain Dew do you think I drank from 3 p.m. to roughly 11 p.m. last Saturday? Just give me a ballpark. What would, what would Are somebody like? Are we talking like? the two-liter bottles? The two-liter. How many two-liters do you think I drank? Holy crap. Is it more than one? <laughs> like, what? I, after every story I just told you, all of those Jesus, stories, man. you think I stopped at one. You think I stopped at one, Steve. <laughs> what kind?
kind of person drinks more than one of those? Okay, well, okay, but if I'm, am I going to do uh, whiskey or whatever, that's a that's a hundred calories per swig. Or if I'm going to sit there and once I'm doing that, then I'm snacking too, and it's like, oh boy, it's so unhealthy to eat all that diet stuff. It's like it's just nothingness. I just pee it out. It's okay. So anyway, your guess. What's the your, answer? Six. I drank six oh two years. Without that hesitation. Just pound, just, I don't even, people are shocked. I don't even use a cup. It slows me down. I just pick it up in one hand. I got these big hands and I just chug it. And let me tell you, I was a little worried when I started doing that at first. I was like, okay, by doing this, I turned what literally would have been 10,000 calories that day into a perfectly reasonable human quantity of food. But... At the same time, I really didn't want 12 liters worth of caffeine. It turns out it has just no effect on me at all. I drank oh my 12 liters of Diet Mountain Dew with full caffeine and went to sleep. Just went right to sleep. And that was in, I've never had that much at once. I've had lar- other similarly large amounts, though, not quite that much. And I've always fallen asleep. And I thought, surely there's some threshold, some tipping point, where my heart just won't stop beating and I'll be up all night. And I'm like, if that happens, that's fine. I've got deadlines. I'll just stay up all night and write. No, I can't. Oh home. God. I was asleep before Lola was. I slept like a baby through the whole night. And that's probably you had an eight ball of Mountain Dew. Jesus. And I think that's why I think that's why I've never liked coffee. People get all excited about coffee, which tastes terrible. Oh. We all agree it tastes terrible, but they like the caffeine. And caffeine just doesn't help me. I don't know if it's because I'm so awake and alert and perky already, or if it's just I'm so dead inside I can't be woken up. Oh. It's one of those two extremes. But yeah, caffeine does nothing to me. You better hope you never have a heart attack and they try using the paddles on you (laughs) because your heart won't even jump. It'll just be a flat line all through the whole mechanism. Oh my God, James. That might be the most horrifying story. I can picture other people's mouths dropping open, watching you like Mean Joe Green chug these two liters of Mountain Dew. That the people covering up their own food and drink, wondering when you're going to turn on them. God, what a spectacle! Well, I didn't. Okay, they don't. They don't care at all because they're used to it, and they've they've also seen me go off the rails where I'm drinking, and then I hit the the same intensity, like like I'm cocaine bear and the table is cocaine. Like, yeah, it, it gets ugly. So, like, this is the safer alternative. Oh. But I will say I did go to a party, a housewarming party or a birthday party at a guy's house I went to college with who I only see him once a year, didn't know any of his friends. I pulled out my Diet Coke and started chugging it right for the two-liter and people were looking at me. I was like, "What? This is a this is a normal human thing. I'm just a, just a regular dude hanging out, normal chugging." It was. They did not think I was normal, Steve. They did not think I was normal at all. And I will say, this might be unrelated. I have not been invited back since. She's looking out the window at me with her mouth hanging open. Oh my God, James! Jesus. What the hell is wrong? What? You you were less shocked by the five pounds of ground beef. How was how is this worse than the five pounds of ground beef? Tell me. Because you hid your shame from the rest of the world with the five pounds of ground beef. Now you're out loud and proud. You might as well have not been wearing pants while you're doing this. It would have been equally as shocking to everyone around you. Oh my god.
I never hid my shame with the ground beef. I used to take ground beef with us when we went to other people's houses. I flew what? to Las Vegas with pre-made ground beef patties. And when you take those through the x-ray scanner, let me tell you something. That looks exactly like a bomb. You get flagged. <laughs> you got plastic. It's cow. I didn't, oh, I didn't realize gee. all the things that are wrong with me till this very moment, till this conversation with the God. jester on the other end laughing at me. I need to just, I just need to log off and just rethink everything about my life. I have, I don't have a you problem. Really I have all the problems. No, it's just one big one that comes out in different ways. You know, the worst part is that Walmart always oh. runs out of that knockoff diet Mountain Dew. Like, I always buy all they have. And this last time, I can only get four <laughs> bottles. Look, a that's, dollar a case. Yeah, that's, that's, half a, that's half an afternoon, man. That's, I, I can't get by with that. Oh, God, your poor body. I, Holy cow. I mean, I'm, I am coming up on my third surgery in eight months here, but I'm sure, I'm sure that's unrelated, Steve. The surgeon never once said, here. I bet you blew holes in your abdominal muscles by drinking too much caffeine. Never once said that. Ah, uh, we got to go. And it's unfortunate because this has been one of the funniest episodes I think we've ever done. Man, our listener is going to be so pleased with this one. Ah, well, if this is your first episode ever, let me just disabuse you of thinking that any of the others are this good. <laughs> so don't bother going back. It'll just keep replaying this one over and over. It'll be less disappointing. Not nearly as disappointing as James to the rest of his yes. family and now the rest of the world. But until we meet again, until we come back and hear sordid tales of Breakwell debauchery, this is Steve Olivas suddenly feeling like the normal one for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. I apologize for everything he just said, but as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>